This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you. Hello, dear friend, and welcome to Kingdom Come Broadcast with me, Andrew Nkoyoyo. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, thank you for listening. For those of you that are uh, listening on uh, uh, Spotify and all iTunes and iHeartRadio and all the other platforms, we are glad to have you. Uh, today we are launching a new series, uh, The Holy Spirit, and I'm going to take you into a deep dive on this uh, subject of the Holy Spirit. Uh, for several weeks, we'll cover from uh, who the Holy Spirit is, you know, what he does, his work, his activity, his nature, his character. We'll talk about the meaning of Pentecost. We'll talk about um, understanding spiritual gifts, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We even talk about uh, one controversial topic of praying in tongues. Uh, what are the blessings and why should we pray in tongues? Um, I've got all these prepared for you. So stay tuned. Make sure you join me. Uh, you bookmark our website, kingdomimpactministry.org, uh, our Kingdom Impact uh, platforms, uh, connected TV platforms on Roku, on Apple TV, on um, Android TV, and all the other platforms. They are all on our website. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to go jump in the Word of God. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 2. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some believers and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they answered, No, we have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Dear friend, the reason we are teaching this message, because there are many, even like in Paul's day, there are many today, who have not heard about the Holy Spirit, and there are many who are confused or taught the wrong uh, doctrine or the wrong you know, theology concerning the Holy Spirit. There are different groups. Others don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Others don't believe in his person. Um, others believe in the deity, but not his person, and vice versa. So I, I pray that during this teaching series, we bring understanding, knowledge, and clarity to this wonderful uh, person, the Spirit. He is the third person of the Trinity. And as we go through this, I'll vindicate his deity and I'll vindicate through the Word of God 
his personality and show you how you can connect and interact and have a relationship not only with the Father, not only with Jesus, but also with the Holy Spirit. So, have you ever wondered why the things we see in the book of Acts are a little bit far off from the church today or from your own life? And there are things that you have read about other people that God is doing, or you have read you know, the Bible, especially you know, the Gospels and the book of Acts, and you have wondered, you know, how come God is not moving in my life that way? Oh, how come God is not, you know, doing those things in my community, in my church? The answer is really closely tied to the Holy Spirit. The reason why we don't see is because we don't do what the early church in the book of Acts did. So the thing is, if we did what they do, if we do what they did, and believe what they believed, we'll see the same results. And part of that is this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you know, that, you know, they received on the day of Pentecost. And so that's why it is crucial for you and I, you know, to go on this journey. Give me several weeks here. We will go every week. We'll be releasing an episode on this topic. So when Apollo found these loving, Jesus-loving believers, they, they had not even never heard about the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to take you today. Uh, today's message, we are calling it a breath of fresh air. God wants us to uh, experience a, a, a breath of fresh air, a breath of his wind. Okay. Ruach, that's the Hebrew word, you know, that was uh, used in translating the Old Testament for the word spirit, meaning wind, breath, a violent exhalation, blast of breath. And we see the Holy Spirit was there from the beginning, even at creation. He was there. And Genesis 1 verse 2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit, the Ruach of God, was hovering over the waters. And then what do we see? And then God spoke. We see that even in creation, for creation to take place, we see that the Holy Spirit was involved. As a matter of fact, we see the Godhead involved in everything that happens on the earth, that will happen in your life and through your life. There is the, the three all work in perfect harmony. And so that's why I, I, you know, I said earlier that we cannot see God's supernatural apart from the Holy Spirit because the Father you know, has already done his part and Jesus has already played his part, as I will show you in this series. Now it is up to the Holy Spirit to manifest those things in our lives and bring them from the spiritual realm into the physical. Okay? So we see that pneuma, the Greek word uh, translated for spirit, in the New Testament means a current of air, blast of breath, a strong breeze. Pretty much Numa and Ruach, they pretty much mean the same thing. And so in John chapter 6, verse 63, uh, the, this is what Jesus says. He says that the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. They are my breath. They are my, my wind. It's like when I speak from my very life, what I speak is life because it is being imparted to you and communicated by the Spirit. And so that's why 
we need to understand this very nature of the Holy Spirit as the, you know, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, uh, and all the other titles, which we'll cover in a separate episode as I'll break it down for you. So let's talk about the characteristics of wind. Okay, Wind is unseen. John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. Jesus said, I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. How do we know him? He says, because he says, for he lives in you, and he will be in you. He will be, he lives in you, with you, and will be in you. Okay, we know this unseen God, the Spirit, is unseen. We know him because he's living in us. Put this in your spirit. He lives in us and he's with us. As I will show you before the conclusion of this teaching today, the roles of the Trinity. Okay, so I want you to put that in your spirit. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father as we speak right now. He's not on earth. The Father is sitting in his throne right now in heaven. Jesus is sitting on the right hand. But the Holy Spirit is here with me, with you, right there. The Holy Spirit, God the Spirit, it is what we call the dispensation of the Spirit. In the Old Testament, we had the dispensation of the Father. In the New Testament, the beginning of the church, when Jesus walked the earth, we had the dispensation of the Son, of Jesus Christ. You know, when the disciples needed to interact, they did not need to go to a prophet, they went to Jesus. And Jesus said that as is expedient, that I go to your advantage that I go. Because when I go, the comforter, the advocate, the helper, the teacher, this Holy Spirit is going to come and is going to be in you and is going to be with you. See, that is crucial for you and I to get a hold of. Okay? The second characteristic of wind is unpredictable. Again, here Jesus says in John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus answered, The wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sounds but you cannot tell where, where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. It's unpredictable. What does that mean? It means that the God in you, this Holy Spirit, is unpredictable. You cannot predict what He will do and how He's going to do it, but what you can predict is His nature. Okay, His nature is faithful. His nature, what the Bible says, that He's there with you, is going to be in you, and He's going to be with you. Okay, and so then you, as a believer, filled with the Spirit, your daily walk, so to speak, is going to be also unpredictable. Okay, you can't think that God is going to do, you know, something the same way he did it last time. Where he did it, or how he did it, when he did it. No, because God is unpredictable. So we have to understand this aspect this, of, the, of the Spirit. This is, again, we're talking about the nature of the Spirit, and we'll go deeper in a separate episode when we talk about all the other aspects of his nature. Okay, so for today, we're talking about wind. Okay, this is the third aspect or characteristic of wind is wind is powerful. It can sail a boat, a ship, but it can also destroy a city. You know, we have seen tornadoes, we have seen hurricanes, heavy winds, you know, 
destroying buildings, bringing down bridges, you know, just causing all kinds of devastations. That's how powerful wind is. But, the, you know, Jesus said in Acts 1.8, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. In, in other words, when this, the wind of God comes on you, you're going to receive dunamis, dynamite, the dynamite of God. You know, and you see, the, you know, the wind of God, the Holy Spirit doesn't destroy things. He revives. He gives life. As a matter of fact, when we talk about his names and his titles, one of them is called the Good Spirit. Why? Because he imparts the goodness of God. We, if we are going to see and know the goodness of God in the love, uh, land of the living, we need to know the good spirit because the good spirit is the one who brings it from the invisible into our world into the tangible okay he's powerful the holy spirit is omnipotent okay he's impregnable he's unstoppable you know so when we realize you know his nature and who he is we can better work with him and receive all that he desires to impart to us hallelujah praise god well, let me tell you a story here from uh, a powerful man of God, Charles Finney. Uh, he was a 1900, you know, uh, revivalist. He's considered the father of modern day revival. And he was a country lawyer and a Presbyterian minister. And he says in his testimony that at some point he was, you know, content with knowing God intellectually like many, you know, of many Christians are. You know, maybe you're just content knowing God on an intellectual level, but you don't know God on an experiential level, okay? Now, it's the, the, knowing God on an intellectual level is not bad. It's just that, you know, it can't all just be intellect. You know, we have to encounter, you know, we have to add that intellectual knowledge with experiential knowledge, okay? And this is what Finney says. He says, the Holy Spirit descended upon me in a manner that seemed to go through me, body and soul. Oh, won't you love the power of God to go through your body and soul and actually really feel it. I could feel the impression like a wave of electricity going through me. Indeed, it seemed to come in waves and waves of liquid love, for I could not express it in any other way. It seemed like the very breath of God. You see, dear friend, this is what happens. I remember when I got, you know, baptizing the Holy Spirit was well, just a few days after I became, you know, a follower of Jesus Christ. I was in the shower. I didn't even know how to pray or what to pray. But all I cried out to God was, you know, God, I want everything that you, you have for me. I want it all. Give it to me. And there it was in the shower, the power of God, you know, kind of like Charles Finney. I just felt love, this, this blanket of love just over enveloping me and just overcoming me. All of a sudden, everything that I'd thought about myself, unworthiness, you know, just, you know, why was I born here? Why am I here? All that faded away. All of a sudden, I knew that I was loved. I knew that I was valued. I knew that somebody cared deep, deep down. Somebody cares for me. And from that very moment, God just baptized me uh, with with a love for him and for people and i remember just you know wailing and and, and crying out uh for for the salvation uh, of men that others will come to know this same love and this same power this just the, the what i feel right now i wanted it even for my worst enemy i just wanted it 
And dear friend, uh, that day I was activated into the ministry of prayer and intercession. And, and it was because of the Holy Spirit. It just radically changed my life. And he's going to do the same He hasn't, if he hasn't already started. You know, and I'm going to show you how you can really tap into all that he has for you. And the fourth characteristic of wind is refreshing. Okay. Just think of, you know, on a hot summer day, you go into a car and you roll down the windows, you know, and then the breeze begins to go through, you know, the windows and begins to refresh you, cool you down. You see, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of refreshing. As a matter of fact, you know, one of the titles is called this, you know, the spirit of revival. You know, we want revival. We can't have revival apart from the Holy Spirit, as I will, you know, really show you as we go in this teaching so the holy spirit is refreshing and hear this first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 he says no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has conceived what god has prepared for those who love him okay it hasn't been conceived by you you know they their dreams their visions their destinies their things that god has for you that you haven't conceived that i haven't conceived but god now this is the key listen to this friend but god has revealed it to us by the spirit how is getting that stuff to us he's getting it to us by the spirit you see no eye has seen just the mysteries, all the, 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 the pleasure and the glories and, and all the wonders and all the blessings, the miracles, the signs, the wonders. All that God is, all that God desires for you and I to be and to become and to do. He says, you haven't seen, I haven't seen, but he's going to reveal to us by the Spirit. Okay? And so, it's time to take a deep breath and begin to posture ourselves. For God to breathe on us afresh and anew. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. From the message. It reads, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. Moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Or you could say, can be the most intimate part of your life. To make you fit. Now, did you hear that? He makes you fit for himself. It's not by the cunning cleverness of man. It's not by the human arm of strength. It is by the Holy Spirit from beginning to end. The Holy Spirit making you fit for God. Making you fit for heaven. Making you fit for all that God wants and desires to be and to do in you and through you. The Holy Spirit. So he says, don't take such a gift for granted. Dear friend, this is kind of why I'm passionate about bringing this message. Because many have taken this, you know, passion of the Holy Spirit for granted. And many don't even know him. Let me give you another story. In 1999, I was preaching across England. And the pastor invited me to go to his church. They scheduled the meetings, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The day came and they drove me to the church. And I began to preach. In the midst of the preaching, there was somebody, a lady that could not walk, that stood up. And she yelled, oh, I'm healed. And she began to walk. I mean, she was ecstatic. She's, I mean, she was sitting in this wheelchair. All of a sudden, she stands up and she can walk. And she's ecstatic. She's excited. And I continued preaching. And then somebody else in the back said, oh, I'm healed. I'm, and miracles started happening. Now, I didn't know that the church I was in 
was what they call the Jesus only church. They don't believe in really the Father or, or, or the Holy Spirit. They only believe in Jesus. And then the bishop stood up to stop what was happening. And he said, I don't, we don't believe in this thing. You know, stop it. I'm like, I don't know how to stop it. This is, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, we believe in the power of God, but we don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, friend, this is the biggest deception there is. The power of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the communicator, is the transmitter of that power. Okay, that's why he is the power of God. Okay, if we want to see the power of God, we have to connect with the power of God, who is the Holy Spirit. This dear friend, you know, dear brother, this bishop, he's trying to stop the Holy Spirit. He didn't know how to say, well, you go right ahead. And he tried, but the Holy Spirit was touching people and healing people, you know, and when the service was done, of course, they didn't invite me for the rest of the days. And when the service was done, we began to talk. And so what he was experiencing, he had never seen before. Though deep down, their church, they believed for the move of the power of God. <laughs> yet they didn't know that they, 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 one person they are rejecting and ignoring and pushing away was the one person that they needed to see the hand of God. So dear friend, that is the devil's really deception to keep people from the truth you know because the truth you know is what sets you free and that's why I'm really passionate about preaching this truth because there are many I know there are many groups I won't mention them by by name but there are different denominations different groups out there you know some deny his deity and some deny his personality you know and so and some basically deny him completely Right? They think he's just a force that comes from God. And so, dear friend, it is important for you and I to get a hold of this truth. Okay? Because when we know the truth, it is the truth that sets us free. I remember sharing with that bishop and I said, hey, go back in the Bible and search it for yourself. Don't believe what somebody told you. Or don't believe you know, just what the denomination says. Go search it. Search it in the Word of God. If you see the Holy Spirit in the Bible, if you see the Holy Spirit, you know, all the way from Genesis, really, to Maps, you, you see it, and you see the Holy Spirit birthing the New Testament church, I don't know how you can really say, you know, the Holy Spirit is not God and is not for today. But um, anyway, that's another sub-box, you know, I got on. But I just felt like we need to really understand what we believe. What do you believe? What do you believe about God? And when I say God, I mean God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you their roles here in a second. So, how do we begin to take this deep breath, begin to connect with the Holy Spirit? Number one, we need to let go of our fears and of our misperceptions. We need to let go. We need to give them to Jesus. Maybe you have seen something on television. Maybe you had a bad experience in, in, you know, in, in some of those uh, circles where people, you know, Believe in the power of God. Maybe, you know, it doesn't mean to throw out, you know, really this gift of God just because of one bad experience, you know. And so, Proverbs 3 verse 5 from the message, it says, trust God. You need to trust God. Amen. Say it with me. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Trust God. Okay. I want you to push delete on your past experiences. On, on, on what you've been taught, 
I don't know what you've been taught, but whatever you know you believe, push delete and get back into the Word of God. In this series, I submit these teachings to you and the Holy Spirit to go and even question what I'm teaching, question what I'm, I'm showing you. Because if it's in the Bible, don't take my word for it. But I'm, I'm going to take you into the Word and trust God to show you the truth. Because the truth that you know, it's not the truth of your denomination. It's not the truth of your church. It's not the truth of what the pastor said. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a minister myself, but I'm telling you, question the Word of God. You know, open the Bible and begin to read it for yourself and see, does this make sense? Number two, go all in. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, he says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Remember I told you in 1986 when I just got saved, you know, I didn't even know how to pray. You don't need to be an expert in prayer. You know, you just need to have an open heart. Just go all in. I told God, I just want everything you got. I don't care what it feels like, what it looks like. I just want it. <laughs> I've got to have it. You know, dear friend, you know, once we take away all these conditions and all these reservations, God comes in. He's waiting. He's, you know, the Bible says that he's knocking at the door, waiting for us to open the door for him to come in. He will come in any day, any time, anywhere, any place. He will come in. But you got to open the door. you got to invite him. Okay. So when you seek him with all your heart, in other words, the Bible calls it also surrender. When you surrender and you put yourself at his, disciple, his disposal, he's going to come and make you a disciple. He's going to come and teach you and take you deeper into the word of God from what he wants, where you are, into what he wants you to be and wants you to have and wants you to do. Hallelujah. And then the third point, which is really important, uh, is you have to develop an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. You know, we see most of the epistles that Paul wrote, they end with a benediction. Well, this is one of them. And I'm, I'm sure some, some of you have been probably in services, you know, when the, the minister at the end, you know, said a benediction. Sometimes it may go something like this. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. You see, that's a benediction. This is a benediction. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. I'm reading it from the message. It says, The amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, remember I told you I'm going to tell you about the role, the role or the operations of the, of the Trinity. The role of the Trinity. Hear this. The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God. This is the Trinity. And the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I remember sharing this verse with my uh, pastor friend of the Jesus only. And I said, well, here we have the Trinity mentioned, you know, in the same verse in this benediction prayer. Because it's not only God the Father, it's not only Jesus, and it's not only the Holy Spirit. It is, the, it is a triune God. So, God the Father loves you. Okay, the extravagant love of God. God the Father loves you. That is his role. He's the architect. Okay, he's the architect of all things. And his heart is to love. He loves you. And you may say, dear brother Andrew, uh, I don't really can receive the love of God because I had a, a bad earthly father. Well, the devil did that to hinder you from really knowing 
the love of God. It has nothing to do with God. Now, let me give you an example here. Can, you see, men put value on things based on what others are willing to pay for that thing. Now, I love you. I pray for you. I fast and pray for you. Our viewers, our listeners, those who read my books, those who come to my services, those who partner with us and support us, I pray and I fast and I love you, but I'll tell you, I'll not give any of my sons to die for you in your name and in your place so that you and I can have a friendship. I, I don't love you that much. But God loved you so much that he would give Jesus Christ to die in your name and your place so that you and him can get to know each other. You see, that is the love. The extravagant. It's the love that doesn't hold back what is precious. That's the love of God for humanity. That's the love of God for you and I. It doesn't matter where you're born. It doesn't matter, you know, what circumstances you are in right now. The love of God is for you. He loves you that much that he will give Jesus Christ to die on the cross for your sins, for your misdeeds, past, present, and in future, so that you can be reunited with God. That's the love, extravagant love of God. Now, Jesus, Jesus saves you. He saves you and I. That's why the Bible says the amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he's seated, the throne in heaven that he's seated on, is called the throne of grace and mercy. Because that's who he is. That's what he came to do. To distribute and to open the door for grace for humanity. To come into God. To come to know God. He saves us. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. He saves you right now. You will receive him. Confess him as Lord and accept him. And say, Jesus, come into my life. It doesn't matter where you are. When I got saved, I got saved in my bedroom. Got back from school. And I had this conviction on me about my sin. And I cried out. I realized I was a sinner and I needed a savior right then in my bedroom. Nobody laid hands on me. Nobody prayed for me. Nobody, you know, preached to me. Well, my mother had preached to me. I had planted the seed over the years, but I had rejected it. But until that day, I knew Jesus, the grace of Jesus, touched me. I knelt down, invited him into my life. And guess what? 30 plus years later, I'm still going. I'm basking in that grace. He saves you. You see? And then, God the Holy Spirit is with you. You see, dear friend, I told you earlier that God the Father is in heaven. Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God right now. But guess who is here right now in this studio, right there where you're watching from? God the Holy Spirit is in you and he's with you. And if you're not a believer... You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, accept what he did, the Holy Spirit is going to come and indwell your life from that moment going forward. And he's going to empower you, as I will show you in the next teaching. He's going to empower you to live righteously, to make a difference, to live supernaturally. It is amazing. It is the most wonderful gift that any man could receive is the gift of eternal life, is the gift of unconditional love, is the gift of grace, and is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Dear friend, you are not left to your own doings. Jesus 
has given you the Holy Spirit to help you, to be with you until he comes. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus or you have kind of wandered away, this is the time to rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess him as Lord. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. Be Lord of my life and be my savior. Pray this simple prayer with me. By faith, now mean it from the bottom of your heart. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And Jesus is going to save you right there like he did in my bedroom. Lord Jesus, I confess that I have sinned against God and I need your saving grace. I accept what you did on the cross when you died, you are buried and you are resurrected for me in my name and in my place. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and empower me to do your will now and for all eternity. I confess that God raised you from the dead and I confess that I am saved today. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Amen. Dear friend, you have said that prayer. Jesus has come into your heart and the Holy Spirit is right there now. He's now in you and he's with you. I encourage you to write to us. Email us. Go to our website and let us know of your decision. We'd like to send you an email. We're not going to bug you. We'll send you an email to point you to resources that will help you in your journey as you develop your relationship with God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage all of you, our viewers and listeners, to sow a seed, plant into this ministry, give to this ministry, and help us to reach. Right now, we are reaching over 195 countries, I believe, if not more, with the gospel. Help us to continue. We want to translate these messages into different languages, you know, um, dub them into different audio languages, and do all kinds of, you know, subtitles in different languages, and we'll do it at your speed of your generosity. Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you. The information is on your screen, and I look forward to hearing from you, hearing your testimonies and what God is doing. Write to us. Let us hear what God is doing through this ministry as we come to you to help you get to know Jesus and make him known in your world. May God bless you. I'll see you next time. As a believer, the keys to the supernatural are in your hands, and with them you can access your inheritance. In his newest book, Working the Works of God, Dr. Andrew teaches us how, through the glory of God and His anointing, we are empowered to move past our human abilities and function in the supernatural realm, where nothing is impossible. Order your copy today. To become a Kingdom Impact Ministry Partner or sow a financial seed, 
Call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423. Or log on to www.kingdomimpactministry.org. Watch Andrew on the Kingdom Come Broadcast 24-7 online at kingdomimpactministry.org and on our Kingdom Impact Ministry TV channels available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Android TV. To stream on the go, get the Kingdom Impact Ministry mobile app for Apple and Android devices from the App Store today. To receive prayer, order resources, or to become a partner with Kingdom Impact Ministry, call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423. Or visit us online at kingdomimpactministry.org. You can also write to us at Kingdom Impact Ministry. P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.